<coughs> I'm asking you because you're the last person who might have it. I doubt it's yours, but did you leave? Um, none of the answers going to be neighbor. Did you leave a moisturizer here, like type of thing?
Bonjour, bonsoir, good morning, good evening, good whatever internet time, whatever internet place you are at. This is Undies Funded Records and Radio, and today we're bringing you a special interview with Sean Dempsey from Plan Partners. Plan Partners, for those of you overseas who don't know, Plan Partners are a plan management company, which is a bit like an insurance adjuster for the National Disability Insurance Scheme. So my plan manager is Plan Partners. And Sean's company takes my invoices that I get from my providers that provide for me, like my support workers, my mentors, my equipment suppliers. Um, and they say yay or nay, we're going to pay them or we're not going to pay them. If I spend money, they reimburse me. Um, not all the money I spend, obviously, but if I spend money related to my disability that's claimable, they let me claim it, and that's their job. Uh, so we had a really great talk, Sean and I, about what's missing in the market for psychosocial disability, psychosocial meaning mental health. Um... And the interview follows, so please do let me know what you think. Hi Sean, how are you going? I'm well, how are you? Yeah, you're pretty quiet. Have you got a way to be a little louder? How's that? Yeah, better? much better. <laughs> Thanks. Sorry, I'm, I've got my headphones in. How was your uh, accommodation at the hotel? How did yeah, that all go? great. Um, it got me thinking a lot about what's in the marketplace for disability specifically, because um, yeah, hotel isn't quite what STA needed for psychosocial disability. In my humble opinion, we kind of need a little bit of cross between what's available in hospital and what's not. So, yeah, as a substitute for when they won't let me into hospital yet, but I'm still sick enough to be away from home. Hotel isn't (laughs) quite the thing. So I'm I'm trying to come up with a little plan and thinking about maybe getting some people interested in speculating on making some places that will serve the need. Yeah, correct. It's a big gap in the market that both the uh, supported um, accommodation as well as the still independent living and, and all the way through to respite very short-term respite. So give me the differences of the... What's the differences between um, respite, short-term... Like, go through that and... Yeah, cool. Um, So in really, really simple terms, and it's not this simple, so Mm -hmm. don't take this as gospel, but in simple terms, respite is is designed for a short-term break, Mm -hmm. either for the person with disability to uh, have a short-term break away from... The day-to-day activities that you know that may or may not be creating stimuli that lead to onset of of, of episodic mental illness yeah. or psychosocial issues, um, all the way through to giving the carers of people with disabilities, so they might have um, you know severe physical disability or, or lack of mobility or mental illness or whatever it might be, and um, taking the person. Um, and giving them an opportunity to uh, be cared for by other people in different accommodation to give their day-to-day carers or support people a break yeah, in the other okay. side of respite care. Yep. It's, it's designed 
to be, um, you know, every now and again for short term. It could be a week, it could be a couple of weeks respite. It could be overnight just to give someone a break. Yeah. And, and I've seen it designed for young children, five and six year old, mm-hmm. uh, to give mum and dad a break. And right up to 15, 60 year olds to, to give support workers um, a break. And everyone in the middle who just needs every now and again a change of scenery. Yeah, so that's the that's the respite, and then so short term accommodation is longer than that, or yeah, then you've got then you're supported independent living, which is still, and your specialist disability accommodation is designed to create uh, a safe um, housing option for people every day, so mm-hmm. 365 days a year. Yep, and and you've got different providers to who provide specialist disability accommodation and that's for um, uh, people who need more direct care for longer over a day where supported independent living is for people who want to be independent yes Um, Um, I went to that SEALS place that wasn't set up it was a little bit of a disaster my stay there yeah a lot of them are a a lot of them just have not really caught up with Mm. the progress that that some organisations have made. Well, I think the problem, and this is my interview questions that I carefully wrote down and emailed you last week, were around the fact that suppliers haven't been able to set up in a commercialised setting by getting funding like NGOs would have. If I'm making sense, I hope so. Um, Yeah, yeah you know you used to get the funding to set up the place and then you'd get the clients but now they're waiting for the NDIS funding to come in before they're being able to set up which is totally backwards yeah although so so there's two arguments and and I certainly agree with that I agree with your argument but what the what what typically the, not the problem but what that has led to too often is just creating a one size fits all mm-hmm um, answer for you know, for you know, someone with a physical disability, someone with a psychosocial disability, someone who you know, needs something longer term or shorter term. Yeah. What, what the NDIA is trying to do now is provide specific support by way of funds, depending on the individual's goals and needs and supports. Um, so, so that's that's where sometimes the old way of doing it. Uh, prevents people from receiving an, an individualised um, Yeah, I can from, understand where you're coming from with that, for sure. Yeah. But um, in my case, in our case, for psychosocial disabilities, basically the NDIS was responsible for wiping out most of the services we were responding to and relying yeah, on. that's crazy. Um, and they it's didn't. Crazy. And all the workers just went and worked at Macca's or got other jobs, Sean. There's yeah. no mental health OTs. They just disappeared. See, see, that's crazy. Mm. And you know, I, I, I bore the hell out of you. you know, I, I, I studied economics at Union. So I, I understand uh, what the NDIA are trying mm. to do, but they're just trying to do it too quickly. They're, yes. they're trying to take um, an old scheme that, you know, that, uh, that cost a lot and didn't necessarily provide all of the support that all of the people that it was designed to support needed. And it's and it's created exactly the same thing, just it's now called the NDIA and it's federally funded. So they've tried to do it far too quickly. And can, and I, can I ask, do you think it's more of a move towards the American managed care style 
of you know like because the insurance agency to me just speaks of like denials and trying to fight to get what you need in practice that that is what's happening too mm. often with the decisions that the ndi people you know and again i, I keep and i get a bit i get a bit shitty excuse my language but no the ndia is not the problem it's the people in the end so mm-hmm. the ndia doesn't make decisions people with names like Trudy and Sean make decisions. So yes. the problem is that the policy that was set and the legislation that's in place, which is, a, I reckon, a great people, piece of legislation, right. and the, the whole policy of the insurance scheme is great. It's just being, in too many cases, ripped to pieces by uh, people making stupid decisions right down in the, the guts of the NDIA. Mm. That's the problem, I think. Is, I think the insurance scheme is okay. You're right, and, and I spent 25 years working in insurance, and oh, right. I mean, you call someone a claims manager or an insurance manager or whatever. Yep. For some reason, you know, mentally they go to, well, my job's now to save money and to say no and to say you can't do that, yeah. rather than enable choice and control and say, well, well, let's find a way where you can do that. Yeah, well, I think I spend I spend so much time on the forums reading through other people's stories of rejection that it makes me depressed. Um, but it's it's um, the NDIS has been great for me. You guys have been great for me. Plan partners have been awesome. Thank you. Um, this year, I've come great leaps and bounds in what I can handle doing at home and my access to the community. You know, as you know, working on the album with parishes, it's all been enabled through NDIS. That's great. That's great. The, the, the other the other side of your question around, um, you know, providers uh, once would have been given the money to then go and build the services to provide the client. Now they've got to mm-hmm. go and spend their own money to build the service. Is you know, there's, there's plenty of capital ready to come into the market to build housing and, and build supports and engage with organisations, but the NDIA is just not being quick enough at at spending the money and saying, right, well, we're going to support these people and we're going to uh, commit to, if you're going to go and build 15 houses that will support four people yeah. each, we'll, we'll guarantee as soon as you open them, we'll provide you with participants. So there's a yeah. gap between spending the money and starting to earn the income. Yeah. Um, uh, is that scaring people off or do you think people just don't yes. have the idea? Okay. Yes. And yes, so... Without, without any doubt. Then if we had some more coordination and a bit more like of a team effort in creating these ideas to come to the market, do you think that that could help? Most, without any doubt whatsoever. Because that's my next um, little, little thing that I'm going to do with my next ream of paper. <laughs> yep, without any doubt. If the NDIA said, and, and it's, look, they're two, they're two hands off, they're saying, and they, they've said it to us for five years or however long we've been trying to, do this, they said, well, we can't give you a leg up over one of your competitors. Mm. Uh, we can't be talking to you and, unless we're prepared to talk to everyone, which I, I reckon is just crap. Well, that's, they yeah, should, it is yeah. bollocks, really. Yeah. Yeah, correct. Well, that's not how any business works, right. let alone the, you know, the NDI, which would be close to the biggest business in the country eventually. But what, yeah. what they should be doing is saying, right, we've got um, a billion dollars to spend over the next five years on supported independent living mm-hmm. and we're going to engage with uh, 150 providers so all of you people out there that want, want a piece of this come and talk to us about how you'll innovate how you'll support yep. where you'll invest and we'll make a commitment that 
you spend the money and we'll provide you with the income. And uh, if you stuff it up, well, you'll do your dough. If you do it incredibly well, well, you'll increase your revenue, you'll increase your customer base. But they just won't do that. It, they just say, it well, can't we're be that off. difficult to do it incredibly well either because the needs aren't that complex. Like really when you get down to the nuts and bolts, psychosocial is probably one of the most difficult disabilities to cater for well. Yep, um, yep. Because it's so complex and wide-ranging and you have, you know, from violent problems to you have a lot of problems with psychosocial. But um, I think if we could have a place that instead of being rejected from the hospital, like the year before I got onto the NDIS, I was rejected from hospital at an acute phase of mania three times in a row. Um, and I ended up smashing my front window and climbing through it, nearly puncturing a kidney to get in my house. Um so I need a, a safe place when I'm not well enough to be at home. And yeah. I think to create that would be a real legacy because people don't understand when they demolished the services and the care in the community for psychosocial disability, they've really done the whole community disservice because now the police are the ones who have to come and deal with us and that's our only option to get into hospital. Yeah, yeah, no, I understand entirely. Mm. Um, Again, back to the comment I made a minute ago about this happening far too quickly. Yep. Yeah. Um, you've got to, you've got to, you've got to create a workforce. Yeah. You've got to create. You can't just go and yep. train <laughs> five thousand OTs in six months. Yeah. These people have got to be attracted to. And my daughter's studying now to be an OT. Mm -hmm. But you, you know, and OT is just one of fifty specialised um, services that. Uh, you know, people who, who go through the episodes that you just described to mm -hmm. me need to support them. Yeah. So, and, and we're trying to roll out a, a scheme in three or four or five years where it's a generational change. So yeah. the point I'm making is there's gaps in the market of, of people who uh, are prepared to go and uh, at times do a, a shitty job, you know, in supporting um, people with, with certain episodic issues or physical issues or, yeah. or whatever it might be. Yeah. So I think that's you know, just one in five jobs in Australia um, from last year over the next 10 years will be created directly in, in working in disability and aged care. Yeah, it's a huge so that's, that's just amazing. 90,000 jobs. Absolutely. And just quickly, my final question is, like, how can a small provider become a planned partner's provider and can a person with a disability become a mentor provider? Oh, the, the second question is categorically yes mm -hmm. so you know a, a person with a, a and uh, we have you know, quite proudly we've got about six or seven people that work um, for plan partners that um, work with disability and live with disability and a couple of them um, have decent sized NDIS plans and you know they're, they're answering and you would know it when you ring a couple of those ladies are answering phones or when one of your invoices come in a couple of those guys are paying the invoices so the, you know, we, we've got um, uh, people with NDIS plans working for us, but more specifically to your question, can people with disability, whether it's psychosocial or, or mental health or physical, can they be mentors or support workers? Mm. Uh, uh, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely, 100%. Um, and, and we find a lot of service gaps in the market where people just need someone to be with them or... or inspire them, let alone you know, transport them or take them shopping or whatever it might be. Yeah. So that's a 
yeah, um, categorically, that's a, that's a big yes. Yeah, well, it inspires me because um, Partners in Your Care, the, the company that provide my support worker, I finally found a good support worker. Harmon is awesome. Um, they are going to let me run my creative recovery group, music groups, um, at their SILS places. And apparently, rumour has it they have 21 houses. Um, which So the scope of the project has like quadrupled for me. So that's like something like yeah. 80 students where I'd be teaching them songwriting, a bit of meditation and some, you know, getting some technology involved so they could learn to actually and produce actual music. You know? Well, well if, if they're prepared to engage you as a, you know, it'd be under the core support. Mm-hmm. You'd have to go and get yourself an ABN and start your own little business. You're not going to make a million bucks out of it. No, that's not the, the point. I'd just like to get everyone yeah, no, correct. the technology access uh, in the sales places. <laughs> well, well, you could begin getting right to the pointy bit. You could begin charging for those services either directly through a plan manager if they're plan managed or... Um, if they're self-managed through a self-managed participant, you'd have to go through the rigmarole of registering with the NDIA if you wanted to provide to NDIA-managed customers, right? which is not a simple process. Yeah, I've heard. Um, but for anyone who's plan-managed or self-managed, you, you know, go and get yourself an ABN and, and continue to improve yourself and your, your knowledge and your education and, and what you do, and you can start charging for those services under the core support straight away. Yeah, well, I'm hoping to make it accessible and being starting it in the SILS places that are already there makes it a really great case study to show that it will work in other places as well, so hopefully making a replicable piece of work that can be, you know, rolled out around the coast. (laughs) Anyway, um, thanks for your time today, and Undies Funded Records and Radio loves plan partners. (laughs) Sorry, say that again? My podcast is called Undies Funded Records and Radio. I'll go and look for it. Thank you, and we're on Spotify. I do a lot of I do a lot of walking, so I quite often have um, earbuds in and and uh, podcasts playing. So I'll go and look for it. Oh, good stuff. Well, I think it's in your email signature. Is yeah, that, it is. is it yeah, definitely, yeah, definitely okay. is. Yeah, <laughs> I put that thing everywhere. <laughs> so most cool. of my music, you know, goes on there on the start when I start doing it, and I'm starting to move talk more about disability and wanting to get other peers involved in podcasting as well when I go out and do these courses and groups. Oh, that's great. So thanks for spending some time with us and thanks for being you because you're awesome. And um, I'll I'll let you know when the link comes out for the episode you're in. Beauty. Love it. Thanks, Judy. Take care. See you, Sean. Bye. Ta-da. Bye. Woo! Condensation. Thank you. It's Patrick from We Live on a Planet. Thank you so much for that groovy, silky song. It was awesome. I can't wait to play it on my podcast. I hope you have an awesome week, my friend. Okay, I'll talk to you soon. Peace. Enjoy the weather. Hey, my friend. goodness oh they're getting ready to either send me to hospice or uh or or 
assisted living. The doctors and social workers are all banging that one out right now. But uh, I want to say while well, I had some vital strength left, and, uh, love you much, sweetie. I'll talk to you another time, I hope. Peace, and remember today's been brought to you by Waffles. Pancakes leaving you flat. Waffles, the sexy pancake. Alright, so I tried to send a message to Dewan. It failed and failed and failed and failed to send. So I'm going to try to send a message to you. Send in a message. Uh, what is it? A message in a bottle. I don't remember how it goes right now. My brain's, my brain's uh, literally two-thirds towards fried. Um, and, uh, anyway. <clears throat> how are you, my friend? How are you? I'm doing poorly. They're trying to send me to hospice. As a, and I may end up houseless. So we don't know what the flock. Anyway. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm in a mess of middle of mud in it. I don't know what I'm going to do. Um, but, yeah, so, uh, hey, calling to say I love you, babe. I tell you what, Spotify, <laughs> it absolutely sucks that I can't access my own voice messages anymore to publish them because it takes away the continuity of conversation on the platform. So fix that, <laughs> my advice. Not that anyone takes my advice, it's free. <laughs> That's probably why they don't take it. People like expensive advice these days. Anyway, can we all join together and wish Michael from the Illuminarch um, safe travels and blessings and healing? Yeah, I feel that. Right through my body, in fact. Thank you. Thank you, universe, that we have everything we need. Thank you, God, that you are everything we need. Thank you, goddess, that you are there for us. And thank you, people. Thank you, humans. Yeah, I get a yucky feeling when I say thank you to humans. I don't believe in that at all. <laughs> um, but thank you for being humans with me. Because it's a hard task. And we need each other. So let's be there for each other. Sean asked me during the interview how was my STA, that's short-term accommodation, um, that's respite type uh, accommodation for when I'm feeling unwell or, you know, when I need to get away from the house for whatever reason to prevent, you know, worsening of my symptoms. I can use my funding on that. It chews up your funding pretty quickly, especially where we stayed. Um, but Louise and I had fun, and we shot some video, so multi-purpose vacation there. Um, and hey, hopefully this time two years from now we'll actually have a studio place where people can come and stay and be funded to record and, you know, have fun doing some video and all that. That'd be awesome. 
I'm going to start in the Sills places that already exist, <laughs> starting soon. So, yeah, um, asked how my hotel stay was anyway, and at the Ovlo in Darling Harbour, I met Jedda and James, and James was not his real name. <laughs> I know that. I know when someone's giving a fake name by now. <laughs> oh, anyway, drunk as two skunks, they were walking along the side of the road, bare feet I had. Smoking my cigarette, being all cool, actually. It was a funny cigarette. It was hilarious. I shared it. And um, and then I said, I'll go up and get my guitar and play a song for you guys. And they didn't believe me. <laughs> they stayed, though. They waited. They were too drunk to move. <laughs> Anyhow, so I went up and got my guitar. And... Bare feet came back down. Shuji Hotel, this. Bare feet is really not the done thing, I'm sure. Anyway, Brookstar. I grabbed the guitar, brought the guitar down, unzipped the guitar, tuning the guitar, bare feet, standing backwards on a hill. Very uncomfortable. <laughs> um, but the architecture was great. So, yeah. Played my guitar, played a couple of songs. Got cut off on Anchor, which was a bit of a shame, and that was on the Wi-Fi of low free network. I should have switched to the 4G. Next time I'll know better. But, um, yeah, I better hurry up and put this episode out so I can get on with my day. But I just thought I would share that little tidbit of Jetta and James encouraging me to play. So you guys can do the freaky jokes while yeah, I'm yeah, cheating. Yeah, 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 we're freaky deaky. Who's freaky deaky? Food, that's my wine. Ah, oh, mate, don't worry about your wine. Worry about it another time. We're at, we're at the show. The show's already begun. Here's your wine. Sit back, relax. Let this girl play. Yeah, I'm trying too hard again. I know. It's just sad. Trying too hard I can't believe you went and got your guitars to sing to us. She's got a talent. She's a rare talent. This is not what normal people do, is it? Yes, it is in Australia. Okay. Maybe in England, it's like you got to pay, motherfucker. But in Australia, if we got a beautiful talent, we try to share it. Hey, true. Well, someone's got to take news of my impending release for my CD overseas, so I need to collect fans. You see, that's yeah. what this is. I'm pretty good at getting on Facebook and saying fucking I had a dream I bashed Bruce Lee last night today should be a good day so I, hopefully I can fucking you know I can at least say hey everybody I'm usually not real cool but this is cool and get you know, a few people to look at it and people to say fuck that it's cool it happens one by one especially with music you know yeah, if you yeah. like it someone else is there's, gonna there's like a it. couple of rounds like don't you put it out the first time and it's it's, big, it's not a big success in the first big, you know, it'll get a hundred It doesn't years. need to be fucking hard, it just needs to be a little bit of soft, nah, I mean. You know, I, I can just say from just seeing a friend do it, in a rap game, or see hip hop or whatever, uh, yeah. I'm always a rock and roller, you know, so I've got to use rap game and fucking throw out rock and roll rap lyrics. You know, you fucking punch them up on the ground, don't Alright, yeah. this is my this is my uh, theme song. Take it away. Please. 
I'm just gonna pretend I am. I'm Salad River. I've been a genius. Wait, 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 Pretty good. I thought you used like some weirdo, do you know what I mean? Nah, that's, that's one of the first songs I wrote when I came back from a gig one night. I wrote three in one night. Yeah. And, um, I'll do another oh, one I'll then. I'll give you more of it. No, thank you very much. I oh, fucking love that. She's got it, doesn't she? Is that dollar or is that two dollars or that's one dollar? That's two. Oh, yeah. yeah. Is that too much? It's just two dollars or one. I'm mixed up with you again on stuff. Thank you, man. Oh, 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 bro. Oh, bro. Oh, bro. Oh, you get me Yeah, bro. Yeah, just got here. I tell you, man. Off the plane. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm 
That's why I got this guy. That's why I got this guy. And I've known him for a day, no longer. And I won't know him no more, no longer. Here we go again. Everyone just walking past again. Green strangers on the sidewalk again. Now the chill in your voice took the skin of my teeth And I'm losing my grip on love So you might as well keep me laughing while I'm falling Cause loving me's gotta be so fucking hard to do Let's go, big. Or even here. Sorry, I can't take your legs. God I would just like to take your time to mention that Plan Partners has been absolutely impeccable with handling my funding and very helpful in helping me maximise my gains out of my funding for the first year of my NDIS plan. So if you're in Australia on the NDIS and looking for a plan management company, I couldn't more highly recommend planpartners.com.au. That's P-L-A-N. P-A-R-T-N-E-R-S dot com C-O-M dot A-U planpartners dot com dot A-U and um, yeah look them up even if you've got a plan manager switch today <laughs> no they're really great to deal with and um, the system is no nonsense and they listen to their customers their, their clients their participants and I really appreciate that so thank you, Sean, for taking the time to come and speak with us on Undies Funded Records and Radio. Um, I'm your host, Condensation, <laughs> and thanks for helping me make my music this year, mate. It's been really wonderful to be able to get out of the house and actually make tracks with it and start to do something with it is exciting. Um, very exciting prospects to be happening in my life right now and I'm very grateful for them and Sean one of the reasons is you so here's a song to take us out that doesn't come from me <laughs> cheers guys <laughs>